Tiger style. Tiger style. Yo. Huh. Huh. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Death no place to hide. I step inside the room. Dr. Doom, prepare for the boom. Bam. Oh man. Ah. Slam. Damn. Welcome to episode 70 of the Average Joe's MMA show. Jeff Shanahan, David Van Bogen, and Ryan Dempsey back with you. We're back! All three back together again. Yeah. Everybody's here. Ryan's back. It's It's been two weeks for Ryan. Yeah, Ryan, welcome back. Thank you very much. I've missed you guys and all your lovely beatdowns of me verbally on the air. Whoa, hold on. Hold, hold the fuck on. Let us let us revisit last week where I was the one who said you should have been Aqu- Aquaman, not Wonder Woman. Yeah, no. Let's remember I'm, who. I'm, remember, I'm, I'm, it's all good. You know, remember, remember, remember who. Remember who had your back. Me. I didn't even beat you down at all last week, so fuck you, goddamn Canadian. It was fun. Yeah, because I wasn't, but I, because I wasn't there. Now that I'm back, look at this already, the cursing and the yelling. Yeah, God. you bring this rage out in me. There was no rage last week. There was, <laughs> was no nice rage calm. last it was, week. It was uh, you, such a kind show. You bring this out of me. I, 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 you, you made me angry even over Wu-Tang. Way to go. Way to go. Wu-Tang's a very, very angry group sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. but not when you're really, really high like I was when I saw Wu-Tang on Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Ryan, ask him your question. Yeah, Ryan. So so to preface, I went to the uh, the High Times Michigan Cannabis Cup on Saturday um, to see Wu-Tang Clan and uh, Atmosphere. 50 Cent was also there, but whatever. Anyway, so Ryan wanted to ask a question. The original question was, <laughs> did you participate? Which, which out, the better question should have been, how much did you participate? Yes, I did participate, and a lot. Um, <laughs> it is a cavalcade of booths that are just sitting there with fucking oil rigs and free dabs all day long. Oh, my God. And you like once you cross... The entry. So once you basically cross onto the track of this speedway, it is considered the medicating area. So as soon as you cross through security, you can light up and just start smoking, which we usually do. And but like like I said, it's just an entire speedway, like the the track and shit, and the infield, whatever, all full of booths and tents and shit, with just That's glorious free dabs and selling weed and selling oil and selling drinks and selling edibles and. Now, do you have to have a card to get yes. in? Yes, you do have to have a card to get in, which is why I was a little afraid because my card, as we talked about last week, got stolen, uh-huh. but I had all my paperwork. No problems. No problem. Because yes. you, you still are legal. You yep. just don't I have just to... don't have my card. Yeah. I just have paperwork that well, says the doctor said it's stolen okay. sometimes. Yeah. Shit gets lost sometimes. Jesus Christ. Fucking pain in my balls. How long? How long now uh, to estimate until you'll have that card again? Uh, weeks. Couple weeks. Hopefully by the end of this month. I sent it in at the end of early in the last weekend, so it's usually like three weeks, three to four weeks, with them being closed on Tuesday for Fourth of July. Probably closer. To Is the it end. like a license, like ten bucks, twenty bucks? Yeah, it was like whatever. It was like ten bucks plus the mailing fees and shit. To send out my paperwork through the company. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but then I have, that's just for my card. Then I got to go back and get 
my caregiver cards back that I lost to. I just didn't want to deal with that last weekend, so. Get your card first. Yeah, that's what I was more concerned with was my personal card. Yeah. Than anything else. But, yes, yeah, so I, I, I participated a lot. <laughs> um, I played a show the night before at Unruly, got drunk. Um, my buddies that played with us all stayed at my house, so we were up to, like, 4 in the morning. I woke up at 8.30 Saturday, got my shit together, and left my house around 11. Drove all the way over there to Flint, smoked on my way. Smoked probably, I don't know, between me and another friend that I met up with. Uh, six or seven joints while there. Several dabs. Jeez. I took Fuck it, me. I, I took it easy on the dabs because I knew I had to drive. Oh, dude, I'm a machine. I can fucking smoke all day. That's no problem. But dabs, unless I'm in fucking training where I've been doing dabs, just going out and doing like 10 dabs is not a good idea if you're driving home mm-hmm. in the middle of the night by yourself. It's not a good idea in general, but my record's 30. <laughs> That's what I did at Cannabis Cup year two was Jesus. 30 dabs. Wow. We got to get you uh, some Death Stars. Bro, I can't fucking eat Death Stars. That shit will kill me. <laughs> like, and, and like, I'm not even, like, 30 dabs sounds like a lot, and it is, but compared to even, like, people, I know that they they may do less dabs or less um, number of dabs, but they do larger dabs. Like, I know people that can dab, like, a gram plus at a time. Not me. No, 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 no. Spur that shit out. That too much. <laughs> that that too much. So, but so I drove home. The concert got over. Wu Tang got done like at ten o'clock or a little before ten. And then Nelly was supposed to come up, and I was like, "Fuck that, dude! I'm leaving." I got lost in the parking lot because it was just like this gigantic field. So I was high. Well, that okay. So, yeah, that, dude, that, it took yeah. me it took me a half hour to get a quarter mile down the road because of the traffic jam of people trying to get in there. So they parked, but they parked me way out in the back fucking eighty. I was almost back to the road. So I I was in the right area, but I just took a left instead of taking a right to where my car was. Figured it out eventually because I stopped by this one car and I took a piss because I had to pee really bad. And I looked up and there was my truck. <laughs> Oh, hey, there you are. So, yeah, it took, me about, it took me about 20, 25 minutes to find my truck. So I'm driving home. I made it just between – I made it to Portland, which is, like, just between Lansing and, and Grand Rapids. And there was a sign for a rest stop, and it said, next rest stop, 78 miles. And I was like, well, this is where we stop. <laughs> it was, like, one-something in the morning. I had went through this adventure trying to get gas. Like, I pulled off a fucking – exit and it's like okay unless i'm on if i'm going on the other side of the state i usually only stop at speedways because every other fucking gas station their coffee sucks Mm -hmm. and their ghetto is shit but speedways at least got good coffee that i trust if i'm in muskegon it's wesco all day absolutely but so there was this the exit had two speedways and food Food and one speedway was to the right and then the other one was to the left i chose the one to the right it was like two miles and so i was like i'll get gas coffee and what an energy drink and then stop on my way grab some food eat real quick and then hit the highway boom no problem drove the two and a half miles to find out the speedway was closed so i'm like well fuck it i guess i'm going back to the other one (laughs) drove back i was like well i could just stop and get the food now but i missed my turn so then i drove another mile and a half back from where i started to get gas got gas came back the mile and a half and then got food and then got on the highway and got the fuck out 
So clusterfuck. Dude, just a giant clusterfuck. <laughs> so, yeah, it was like one something in the morning. I get to Portland. I pulled over and took like a fucking. You've been in my truck. I slept in that motherfucker. I, I can barely sit in that motherfucker. I slept sitting up, dude. Like, <laughs> And I'm six inches shorter than you. I had my head cocked to the side. Like, I drive a Ford Ranger that is a. doesn't even have like a back area. It's not like an extended cab. No, so It's barely cab. And I'm fucking 6'2 and like 260. I slept for a, off and on for like an hour or two. And then I got up and made the rest of the journey home. And the fucking sun was coming. I got home like 5.30 in the morning. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. And then slept for four hours or from 6 to like 9.30. So another three and a half hours. And then I was like, all right, I got to get up because I didn't want to fuck myself over for trying to go to sleep Sunday to go back to work. Right. But I got to see Wu-Tang Clan and that's all I fucking care about. The only one that didn't show up was Method Man. And I'm perfectly fine with it. Yeah. I got to see Ghostface kill it. and That's the one. I, fucking, I love Ghostface. Ghostface is my favorite. Yeah. I fangirled when he came out. I'm not even going to lie. I got all fucking <laughs> excited and shit. I love it. It was 96. Uh, E-40 dropped his Hall of Games CD, and Ghostface dropped his first solo album oh, yeah. at the same time. And I got them both from, Camel, from uh, Camelot Music in the mall. <sighs> Nobody even remembers what the Camelot oh, music I do. was. You know. Uh, None of these kids around here know what that is. Nah, nah, nah. But I got them both from Camelot. It was a that was a glorious day. Those two CDs mm-hmm. were fucking amazing, both of them. Liquid Swords is like twenty something years old now too. Jizz's first album. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my fun cannabis cup story. And if you didn't throw a W with your hands up in the air when that Wu Tang Clan song started, we have no reason to be friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, when, when I did. Uh, Tuesday night, I did the Loudmouth show, the you Around did. the Cage show. You did? Yeah, I, I sent him a message. Uh, I think it was Sunday. I said, look, man, I'll keep Tuesday, you know, because he sent me one the week before and said, can you fill in? And I was busy. I, was, uh, I wasn't home. I was out doing something. I said, I can't. I can't make it home in time. So this week and Sunday, I said, look, man, I'll keep Tuesday open just in case you need me. And he sent me a message right back and said, here's the questions I need you. I like, oh, all right. <laughs> he so. did that shit to me last minute last week, and then I got bumped for Brian Caraway. Yeah, he did me the same thing to me too. He sent me the, he sent me the, the questions, and I said, "Well, I can't make it home." And he said, "That's all right. Caraway's filling in anyway." That's Brian Caraway. Said, "Yeah, that was kind of random, right?" All right. I know. So he was like, "He was like, hey, I need you." And I was like, "Okay, what's up?" And then he was like, "Uh, never mind." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> He's like, the, "Brian Caraway is gonna do it." I was like, all right, well, I guess that's a good reason to get bumped. Yeah. Well, I went on, and, you know, I, I did all right. Um, I didn't go in prepared nearly enough for, for what I should have. I didn't have stats or anything. I just looked at the questions and said, oh, I understand these, and went in and winged it. And uh, still got, you know, a perfect round, still got a four-point round, and still did pretty good, point away from second or whatever I did. Not bad. But I had a lot of fun, and I represented the fucking Average Joes the right way and uh, uh, laid it down for him. It was, a, it was a fun show. It's a it's a cool concept that he ripped off from around the horn. But I'll leave it at that. You want to listen to see what happened, you'll have to check out the Loudmouths Around the Cage. You can check them out on SoundCloud as well, and we share them all the time because they're awesome. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> did you guys happen to see... The little fucking fit that Ian threw last week about the whole Justice League thing. I don't even know this Ian oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, he got so salty, and me and Blake Blake rode the fuck out of him about it. 
Yeah, he did too. My phone's blowing up there. I just yeah. kept chiming in because I thought it was funny and I like to instigate. But I was just like, yeah, we're dicks, you know, for fucking leaving out somebody that neither of us have ever talked to. Hey, what the fuck, man? I, I don't know this dude. But I, I only know I... Ian because of fucking Blake. Mm-hmm. And that's it. How, <laughs> how, am I supposed, how am I supposed to write him into something that I don't know? But he was so salty about it. I write comic books. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I don't, <laughs> I don't know you. I couldn't you care have, less what you do, dude. You have never done shit for me, so why would you be part of my Justice League? I, I made this stuff when everyone was gone because I was bored. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was just, I was, it, I thought it was really hilarious how mad he got. That's then he crazy. Was, then, then he was like, oh, I'm not really mad. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're a fucking liar. And I way to save face. You were, you were, you were pissed <laughs> off because you weren't involved. <laughs> Like I said, I thought it was great the way Blake was just like fucking hitting Blake, him. Blake was fucking drilling him. Jab after jab. It was awesome. Yeah, I just kept finding salty things and dropping them on him too. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Whatever. I mean, I if I'm right, if I'm going to get in a pissing contest, I'm at least going to try to win. I don't care. I don't care either. Fuck him. Fuck it. At least we know for next time that everyone that you've never met needs to be included. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it's safe to say that Ian would probably never do the average Joe show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's going to be kicking down our door to jump No, nah, I don't think so either. We're not big time enough for him anyway. Yeah, well, fuck him anyway. I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> All right, so let's talk some fights. See, this is what I've missed the last two weeks. <laughs> Dear, yeah. after the week I've had, I don't give a fuck. People's feelings. Yeah. I, I've already heard enough Dude, people's feelings this week. It's not my job to coddle you. Nope. No, kiss no. my balls. <laughs> yes, kiss my balls. Kiss my balls, asshole. <laughs> 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 All right, let's talk about UFC OKC. Uh, the controversial performance of the night for Kevin Lee, picking up the well, not really controversial, but you know, it, it definitely the fight was not without controversy. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Lee picks up the early submission over Michael Chiesa. Uh, Chiesa and it fought it, said it was an early stoppage. Okay, he stopped it a couple seconds before you, a second maybe before you were going to tap. He was going to tap either way, or he was going to sleep. He, he, the, his arms were starting to go limp when when Yamasaki jumped in. If he lasted three seconds longer, he would have been out cold. Either. Right. Exactly. There's no point. Yeah, well, he should have. I mean, Yamasaki should have waited those few seconds. It it was another bad move. It was a bad move on his part, which has happened far too frequently. And then Dana called him fucking Mario Mazzagatti. Mario Mazzagatti, yeah. Kiesa has officially filed an appeal due to referee error. He's going to lose that one. Yeah, no way. They're not overturning this one. They can run it back, maybe. Fine, go ahead. He, He was. But he was getting beat. He was going to lose it. He was going to go out. He wasn't getting out of that that RNC. He wasn't getting out. No. I mean, it was going to be just a matter of seconds, but the ref did still blow it. Oh, without a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt, Yamasaki fucked up the call, but it, it wasn't going to make... He blew it, but it's not like... It's not like he was working, trying to get the... Like, trying to get his arm underneath the chin, and he just jumped in there. He waited, and, and like, that thing was in deep. His arms were starting to go limp, and 
he jumped in a little soon. Right. Like, it's, I, I can understand why everyone would be upset, but at the same time, like, he was not getting out of that anytime soon. He like the only way he was going to get out was in five seconds when Yamasaki was taking uh, Lee off of him. It's like our friend Bobby Wambacher says: fighter safety is the first and foremost is the most important thing inside of there. And if Yamasaki felt like Kiesa's safety was in peril or was, right. you know it was it was at risk, he was going to stop it. So I I would assume that that was the thinking behind Yamasaki's reason for stopping it. Whether or not Kiesa showed traditional signs of passing out or, or hands going limp or whatever doesn't mean just because he didn't show the traditional signs doesn't mean that the signs weren't there. Right. Eyes were starting to right. get a little uh, glassy or, or fluttery or, you know, things things that start happening. Whether it was a few seconds early, yes, but it was it was still it was gonna end up being there. I mean, it was still a mistake, but it wasn't yeah. going to change the outcome. The, it wasn't a, 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 the kind of a call that Yamasaki made that was going to make a difference in the fight. It was still going to end the same way. It was just getting the same way in another two or three seconds. Right. And, you know, you don't want him in the RNC too long. He no. Might, he might shit himself. Again, we got a couple of, <laughs> we got a double shitty night. <laughs> it's too soon for it, but, you know, I had to throw it in there. <sighs> Uh, so off of the win, Kevin Lee jumps up to number Trump. seven. Mm-hmm. Kiesa drops down to nine. Uh, good move for Lee moving up four spots. You know who I like next for Lee? I like Poirier. I like Poirier next for Lee. Gonna Ooh. give it, give, give a nice all around guy who's good, uh, who's good on his feet and good on the ground. Not doesn't really excel in any one specific area. He's ranked up up there. He's ranked up there, and. Uh, I think it's I think it's a good move next for uh, for Kevin Lee. That's not a bad fight. I still want even though he dropped even though he's at ten now and Kevin moved to seven. I still want that Ally Quinta rematch. And I think yeah, I want Kevin to be able to get that loss off of his record. And it's not the way gonna... he's moving up now. I don't think that that would be ideal for him to to grab someone lower. I think he needs to, he needs to uh, and uh, off of this win he needs to start looking up 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 ahead. I don't disagree with that, but the problem is, is that outside of Nate Diaz, Barboza's still hurt. Uh, he's not going to fight Johnson anytime soon. Uh, Ferguson's not fighting. Johnson's got to fight. Right. He's fighting yeah, Gagey. That's yeah, why I said right. he's not going to fight That's Johnson That's what I'm saying. Poirier's soon. the fight. Oh, oh, yeah. Poirier's the guy right now to make him. Uh, he's ranked up there. It's going to be a good fight for him. It's going to be a great test. If he's going to be the guy, if he's going to keep moving up, he's got to beat a Dustin Poirier to do so. I'm not mad at that fight at all. I'm not at all. I'm not yeah, at that, all. That'd be a lot. When you look at the guys right around him, that's a, that's a good matchup. Like, you know, I mean, what is it now? They're saying Connor's going to take Habib. Yeah, Connor wants Habib in Russia. Something, something like that's going on. And, Connor's a fucking you know, monster. Ferguson's, just, Ferguson's calling out anybody just to get a a dance partner at this point but yeah he just wants to fight too i think that's too high of a jump right now for kevin lee i do uh, that dustin play one would be uh would be fun to see if i mean if he would actually <clears throat> claim it you know tony and kevin both being from michigan and you know that yeah you could kind of market yeah, that a little bit too far away um if and they, you know, they get them a little closer together. Obviously, get get Kevin up there, give him, give him Poirier. You know, Poirier's at eight; he's at seven. It's a good fight. You know, move him up. 
you get Kevin up there close to like you know if you start keeps moving up and he moves up to like three or four and Tony's sitting there at you know two or three, it'd be something you could market on, but that's he's never gonna he's never gonna take that. No, he's not. No, Tony's, Tony's not never gonna. Tony's never gonna say he's the you know it's a Michigan fight. You know he's never gonna go off the backs of that. So. Can you imagine if Kevin Lee starts like dropping all that stuff? Like, oh, you're from Muskegon, get out of here! Just like, just I'd love just, it. Some, God, I wish. I would fucking love it. Uh, that would be absolutely incredible. I like that Kevin got four spots out of that. Shit, That's I'll good for him. tweet information to Kevin. Let him fucking give himself shit to talk enough. shit to him <laughs> for. Uh, obviously, next for Kiesa, just you know, take what they can give him to get back on track. I mean, Kiesa and Poirier could be a, a fight that they could make too. He needs to see if uh, you know if Kevin Lee wants to run it back. I would watch this. I know I watch them run it back again, but I don't see. I don't happening. think they will run it back. You know, if uh, uh, if he wins his appeal case, which I doubt, then then they probably will because it'll be overturned to a no contest. But if in, in the light of that not happening, I don't see it. If they don't run back Poirier and Alvarez. Oh yeah. Well, you know, even Kiesa and I Quinta a second time wouldn't be that bad. No. No, not at all. But yeah, that's that. I forgot about that. Poirier and Alvarez's fight being the no contest. They're probably gonna end up running that back. Yeah. So, yeah. Kiesa and Al makes kind of sense. Or uh, yeah, either Kiesa or Kevin and Al. One of them. Either one of those two fighting now makes sense. They both got history. I know Kevin wants that loss off his record. And the UFC's looking for something to shut Al up. Possibly get rid of him. Yeah, see, they probably more look like to get rid of him than anything. Yeah. They're not exactly on the, in the Al uh, corner right now. No. So, in the co-main event, uh, everything that Dave and I predicted just blew the fuck up in our faces, just like Johnny Hendricks. Fucking fat bastard. Jesus Christ. You guys thought he was going to make weight? Jeez. Oh, it was 185. My God. There's no reason for you to not make weight, man. This is unbelievable. He's one of three he, he, people now. They gave you 15 fucking pounds. He is one of he's three people. He's walking around at 225. Like, he's got oh, to. Shit. He's going to be serious about it. He's got to start being, like, smart outside of training camp. Three people have missed weight in more than one division. Yeah. Three people. It's been Rumble. It's been uh, Oliveira. And now Johnny Hendricks. Yeah, I said, I know Oliveira's in there somewhere. Well, was it? Uh, was, I was listening to Unfiltered from Tuesday, and they had talked to Johnny. Because they record like Monday and Wednesday. They had talked to Johnny on Monday. And Jim was saying, like, he was like, I. I I guess we just all didn't catch it when we asked him where he was walking around at, and he said 198. So he was at 198 on Monday last week. He couldn't lose, what, 13? Well, actually 12. Couldn't keep it off. <laughs> Obviously, he only lost 10. He's got guys that are, that are losing that in a day. Well, did you hear what his excuse was, though? He was sick or some shit. Yeah, he he, he was sick and he couldn't 
yeah, his family was sick, and then he got sick, and he couldn't properly cut the weight because he was sick, and blah, blah, blah. I always lose weight when I'm sick. I don't know about him. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Every time I get sick, I drop at least four or five pounds. Yeah, he's the only one that gets sick and puts on weight. Anything he does makes him fatter. Yeah. He's like, uh, I could see him being sick, and he ends up being like uh, Wolf Farrell from uh, Wedding Crashers. He's like, Ma, the meatloaf, I'm sick. Ma, the meatloaf. Oh, this fat bastard. What's he going to do? Is he going to go to 205 and get killed? No. They're going to fucking go to Bellator. He's going to be gone. Said, I said, I don't want to give away too much of the Loudmouth show, but this was one of the questions on there was, uh, how do we curb weight misses like this for guys that are repeat offenders that are doing this over and over again? I said, if you want to do it, this was this was uh, this is the only part I'm gonna give away the show. This. this was my opinion. You want to get strict on them? Fine. First time, take away half their check to the other guy. Second time, suspend them six months. Third time, fire their fat asses. Yeah. Treat it like the uh, like the drug suspension. Exactly. Oh yeah. Yep. How do the penalties? It's it's just like if you miss weight, say seven times. It never increases the, the fine. It, uh, it automatically just stays at whatever, like, like the 20, 30% yeah. of the curse. That's it. it. It's it's all based, it's not based on how many times you do it. It's just based on how much weight you miss. Like if you miss by like seven pounds or something, it's 30% of the purse. And if, right. if you miss by like two or three pounds, it's only 20. Oh, okay. See, I wonder if it's even, yeah, like, like you said, like you, if you take away their ability to, to fight or you take yeah. away the chance to fight in, like, in, in like in a legit organization, like you know, if you're missing weight in UFC and then you lose missing weight in Bellator and you have to go to like you know one FC or something like that, like yeah, you probably see a lot more guys take care of themselves. We would see it would stop a lot of extreme weight cutting because people aren't going to want to go to these extremes to potentially miss weight. They're going to be fighting at a healthier weight if they're penalized for doing so. Well, yeah, more states are going to end up adopting what California just did. Yeah, much different uh, approach to it that's going to help with the extreme weight cutting. But I just think I think there needs to be a a, a really uh, strong arm approach to it to make it stop happening because it ruins it ruins a lot of potential for a lot of great fights. And a guy like Johnny Hendricks fucks it up for so many people. Mm-hmm. He so many un- people he hasn't learned. Johnny Hendricks was what like it was like March 14 when he won that uh, beat uh, Lawler for the belt. You, you know, you fast forward three years. Not only is he not the champion, which you would have thought he would be dominating the division, but he's missed weight numerous times, missed fights because of missing weight. He's like he's looking like a shell of himself. Like his his fall has happened in such an amazing short amount of time. We were watching this Saturday. I found myself cheering for Tim Bosch. I've never found myself cheering for Tim Bosch. I was at my fuse like, kick his fat ass. Come on, dude. Just drop him. Just break his jaw. Do something. And he, he knocked him out, and I was so happy. I was yeah. so happy when that happened. Well, Tim Bosch, he was, uh, he came out and said like something like, um, like, I don't know if he, uh, if he just didn't, didn't respect me and just figured he could just do a walk in the park and just, come in however he wanted to, but I guess when he found out they missed weight, he was like, really upset about it. Yeah, well, do better at it. He's always got some some kind of bullshit. There's always some excuse. I'm sick. I eat, I eat tainted deer meat. I, you know, you're a fat bastard. Get over it. I had, 
my restaurant closed down, so I had 15, you know, or I had 50 pounds of steak and 20 pounds of potato. What am I supposed to do with it? I had to eat it. The worst thing that happens out of this for Bosch is that he cracked into the top 15. Now he can get knocked out by somebody like, like competitors. Yeah. He's no longer that. I mean, not really, though, because it's like 13's Hall, like, Uriah Hall, 12's Talis Latis, mm-hmm. and 11's Vitor Belfort. Christoph Jocko. Jocko, yeah. yeah. So he's got he's got some, some wiggle room there. Yeah. He's not going to go you know, far. But no. He's got some wiggle room. Yeah, he knocked Sam Elvey down to 15. Friend of the show. Yeah, friend Smiling of the show, Sam. Smiling Sam. Uh, all right, let's 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 talk about the shit happens fight. Oof. Yeah. Uh, Felice Herrick had a dominant oh, decision win yeah. over Justine Kish. Kish put up a, I mean... For what she was in, she put up a hell of a fight, and fighting off that rear naked choke and not submitting that was unbelievable. Was was awesome, and a, and a giant testament to how tough Justine Kish is. And, all right, well, let's just talk about the elephant in the room. She shit her pants. Yeah, she did. Yep. And she shit the cage. She shit the cage, shit her pants. Yeah. They rolled in it. It was disgusting. Yeah. But she also took that in stride. You know what? You can't help it. What are you going to do? You're going to get embarrassed about it? Just right. Freak, you know? You're going to crawl in a hole and, and try to ignore it and pretend it didn't happen. It was fucking national yeah, you TV. Can't say it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to embrace that kind of stuff, man. CM Punk went shit himself on, on Raw. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. And he came back. This was hilarious. He came back and he tweeted, uh, shit happens. And the WWE messaged him and said, you can't say shit on your Twitter because we're a PG company. Yeah. And they, that's when he blocked him, wasn't it? And he blocked him. He, first he changed the, uh, deleted the tweet and said, this poop isn't fun anymore. That's and he right. blocked WWE from seeing his fucking tweets anymore. That's right. I remember that whole thing. So, and, he's, he's, and like you said, he talked about it on um, one of the interviews he did. And he said, Colt. sometimes you just got to embrace your shit. Yeah, it was it was when he did that. Yeah, was that, that with Colt? With Colt, yeah. right after he left the company. So Justine Kish, sometimes you just gotta embrace your shit. It's, and from what I've read, she really has. Right. She's just like, you know what? I did it. It was me. So Felice has moved into the top ten. Uh, she called out Paige Van Zant on Monday's uh, the MMA Hour. Also talked about in the post fight presser about how um, she doesn't get pushes in, in marketing because she's not young and pretty enough. The fuck she ain't. Yeah, I think she is. I mean, well, part of what happened with Felice, and and I don't I don't agree with with that part of it either. But I think the what happened with Felice because she did, especially when that Ultimate Fighter season was coming up, like her and Beck Rollins because they were both really pretty girls, got a lot of the the commercial stuff. Like there was right. a lot of push on Felice and Beck, and then neither one of them really followed through on it on the show, so yeah. it lost a lot of steam, and then Paige Van Zandt emerged. And Paige whooped her ass. And then, obviously, Joanna emerged as the, the oh champion of the, the fucking division, but yeah. that I think that did have... A, if, if Felice would have done better on the Ultimate Fighter, it would have done better for her, but then she also just didn't do very well when her opportunities. And she took such a long break, and she's been on a good winning streak since she's come back, but... She wants to get that loss to to Paige off of her record, so I hope they do that. They're both ten and eleven respectively, so it matches up fine. Yeah, I mean, well, and everybody ahead of her, 
besides Carla, is kind of tied up right now. Joanne's fighting soon. And Carla's just Carla oh, just fought. Right, yeah. that's what I'm saying though. So, oh, um, yeah, JoJo's fighting Cynthia Cavallo, and then uh, Random Marcos just got announced to fight Alexa Grasso down in. They're jumping on that Mexico City card in mm-hmm. August. So, yeah, let's go with run it back with with Paige and and Felice. I'm good with that. I think Felice is. A, I mean, it'll be. It'll be good for one way or the other because either Paige is going to kind of start building herself back up after kind of falling down a little bit, or Felice can use beating Paige to kind of like skyrocket herself up a little bit more. I mean, it's a win-win for the for the UFC in the end. Oh, definitely, definitely. Oh, uh, with it. Uh, Dominic Reyes with the performance with the, of the night. With the quickie. With a real quickie. Holy shit, did he make a mm. freaking thunderous entrance into the UFC. 28 seconds. Goodbye, Mr. Christensen. couple of uppercuts and it was over with. This was so fast. Yeah. It was so fast. Yeah, Especially not really much you can say on it, really. No. <laughs> it was 28 seconds. There was a few strikes and, and Joaquin Christensen was done. He landed one shot. Christensen did the one, basically one counter strike. And yeah, that was it. All it did was basically piss off Reyes. And Reyes went went beast mode, man. He just charged and went buck wild on him and knocked him out. The end. Twenty eight seconds in and out. That's how you get paid, man. You're not getting paid by the hour. You walk in twenty eight seconds later, you walk out of victory. That's how you want to do it. Yep, that's that's exactly that's how you get money and that's how you make a name for yourself in the UFC. Get business Did done. A great job. And and what like being light heavyweight now he's probably ranked fourth, right? Um, let's <laughs> pretty see. fucking close. <laughs> let's see where he he did not make it. He his... did not land anywhere in the top fifteen. No, the only movement was Andre Arlovsky. I'm sorry, that's heavyweight. Yeah, yeah there was there no was movement in light heavyweight. Zero at all. movement in the two oh fivers. Not that. But he did I mean maybe didn't move him up technically yet, but it's no, but it definitely opens a lot of eyes. Opened yep. a lot of eyes getting a performance like that on a main card. So we'll see Dominic Reyes back soon. Not much to say about that one. No. Uh, Tim Means picks up the decision win over Alex Garcia. I was shocked at this one. Yeah, me too. This fight was shitty. It was so bad. We it was we were a bad fight. Tempted to fucking fall asleep. <laughs> I th- this one kind <laughs> of did. I was like kind of nodding out during it. Uh, I fed. Ever had something that made him kind of <laughs> little. Yep. little. Yeah, <laughs> we were a... already through the prelims and stuff. I mean, the max part of it already hit him harder, but he was, during this fight, he was, you could see him nodding a little bit. I'm like, bro, you still with me? Fucking awesome. Yeah. I don't really have much else to say about There was a lot to say. Not a whole lot. No. They didn't do anything. They circled a lot. They threw some. Some strikes, but nothing was, I mean, no great combos to, to end a fight. There was no aggression there. No one wanted to finish. They wanted to, they were both too afraid of each other to do anything. And in the opening fight of the main card, Dennis Seaver picks up the decision win over BJ Penn. And hopefully Ryan never wants to see BJ Penn in the cage again because you keep making this happen. 
blame you. I don't know where this is coming from because I never actually said. You were so excited when this fight got announced. So excited. Because I thought it was a, a, he was fighting a guy that he had a better chance of beating as opposed to fighting a Yair Rodriguez. But there's no reason for him to fight. I was only saying if he wants to go out there and fight, don't give him someone that's going to kick his head off. Give him someone that's a little like closer to his age, closer to the number of fights that he's had, had some damage done. That's all I was saying. I was excited for him to have a matchup that would have been a little closer. You and just it want was to see a lot closer than the other one. You just want to see BJ die in the cage. I think. I feel like I'm you. Missing a death you you have put the, you have put the Dempsey <laughs> death touch on this man. Put the bad career. juju on him. Tennessee whooped his ass. He did. Two out of three rounds whooped the shit out of him. Yeah. BJ looked good in the first round, but... Dropped him. In the, was it the second round he dropped him? Or the first round he dropped him? It was the first. first. Might have been the second. I think it was the first. Yeah. Because it was towards the end of the first when he got the mount. Because BJ did not look good coming out after that first round. Oh, boy. And by the third round, Jesus Christ. He should have had a walker. Please never fight again, BJ Penn. Oh, please. Please never fight again. You were so good at one time. Don't listen to Ryan. Never fight again. Ryan never wanted you to fight in the first place. Ryan just wants to see fair competition. You think he wants to go off on a, on a win? Is that why he's trying so. to? I thought so. That's what I said last <laughs> week, and that's why I said I wanted him to get it so he would just ride off into the sunset. If he gets a win, will he go away? Fuck off. But... If he gets a win, we'll be like, hey, look, I got a win. I can still do this. Just no you way. almost wonder, like, what's his financial status? Like, is there a reason why he's actually still fighting? Like, is that is that or is there something like he's not making enough money training guys that he wants to get in there? Is, like, because he has to know he's not making a run for a title anytime soon. I don't really know. BJ's crazy. I don't fucking know what goes on in his head. Why the fuck did he fight Machida at heavyweight? Like, these are <laughs> yeah, all these are all questions I don't have answers to, sir. Because he's fucking well, can nuts. You find out for me, please? I'll ask him. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just pick up the phone. I'll call Hawaii. <laughs> Give him a ring. Why don't you call him? You're the one that's put this death touch <laughs> on him. You give him a call. I drew it against him twice when he fought GSP, so he doesn't like me. Yeah, well, I don't really like him right now. I don't really like either of them. Dennis Seaver can go away, they too, as both, far as I'm They concerned. both should just go back to <laughs> fucking being retired. He's a Russian-German. He fucking scares me just looking at him. Yeah. Let's uh, let's pick up a couple more on this one and talk about Guida uh, and Coke for Coke. sure. Guida, like I said last week, didn't even really remember that Guida was still fighting, but holy shit did he look like the old boy Guida. That scorpion <laughs> output, kick. Output, output. That scorpion <laughs> kick was fucking awesome. But yeah, it just just constant work. Nine minutes and forty-two seconds of control, hundred and thirty-three total strikes, thirty-eight significant, and two takedowns. That's a Chloe Guida fight right yep, there, man. That's out, out, nonstop, nonstop, no, no delay, no, uh, no gas, no gassing, just constant movement, constant work. What's the significance of it? Not a whole Nothing. lot. It's Clay fucking Guida. Not he had like sixty fights. Who knows? Not a whole lot, but he moved from Jackson Wink to um, yeah, he's with Team, team Alpha Male now. Yeah, yeah, he's been out with Alpha Male for a little bit. And now he's coming out, and I like it too because he's saying that he's learning a lot from Alpha Male to the point where I think he's what thirty five or thirty six now, and he's saying like I don't yeah. want to fight at forty. So these guys are showing me how to properly train and how to advance my career in other ways, which is refreshing that we're not going to see Clay Guida become a BJ Penn guy. 
Yeah, I I like the performance. I don't it doesn't really mean much. I don't know who they can really put him up against that he's gonna be able to pick up another win against. But he's one forty five, right? Yeah. Back up to one fifty five. Yeah, he's too small to go back up to fifty five. He's at forty five, I think. Because if he's at forty five, give him BJ Penn. No. Shut up. Get out of here. He's gonna get <laughs> muted in a minute here. Stop it. Stop it now. I wish Eric was on here so he could yell at you too. You want to finish this one up? Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, what uh, Sparza Mraz. All right, let's do yeah. one more. Uh, Carlos Sparza picks up the surprising decision win over Morena Mraz, outstriking her. Working look at those takedowns. Yeah, a lot of takedowns, which I knew Six was going to happen. That's their bread and butter. I thought Mraz would have been smarter about it, but or Moroz, but. Nope. Carla did what Carla does. Mulder. Took Mulder her down. Strike, strike, strike. Out of her. Yeah, I thought I thought Mraz was going to knock her out, but she just did not look in it at all. So Carla moves up one spot to number seven behind Michelle Watterson, Tisha Torres, Jessica Andraj, Rose Nama Yunez, and Carolina Kovacavitz. Uh, <coughs> I think you could give her Tisha Torres. That would be a fun. That was a fight that they wanted to have that happen. That didn't happen though. It didn't. Oh happen. no, she's. Oh, T, well, Tisha's fighting. Yeah, she's fighting this week, so she could. They could line that up. It was supposed to happen at one point, and then it got canceled. But they were trying to line it up back. Like they were supposed to. That was the two top favorites to win the Ultimate Fighter. Carla was the champion of Invicta, and then Tisha was like the the big contender. But Tisha got taken out early. I can't remember if it was Angela Hill. Ryan, help me out here. Uh, I didn't think Angela Hill even won a fight in the house. I'm trying to. Maybe it was Felice I'm not... Herrig. I'm, yeah, I'm actually not 100% on that. I don't know. I know Tisha got taken out early. Yeah. Um, And then I think she even got a second chance. But if, yeah, if Tisha comes out of this Juliana Lima fight with a win. I'd be good with that. I'd be totally good with that fight. No. Carla Spars, did she not beat Tisha Torres in the house? Did she beat Tisha in the house? Is that what I'm thinking of now? I don't think they fought in the house. Maybe they didn't. I don't think they did. I'm pretty sure they didn't. I think they. that was I, the fight I that they... I remember Rose fight in the finale. Right, mm. she beat Rose in the finale. Yep. But I want to say Tisha got taken out. By, she got upset by somebody. Um, I don't know. It was so long ago. Now I got to go back and watch that season. Uh, where are you, Google? If it lost right off the bat, right? Yeah. Who was sparks? Huh? Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, anyway, if the if she wins against Lima, I say make Sparza and. And Tisha Torres, and let's go. We had a good night watching these. It was fun fights. Yeah, it was fun card. There was shit. There was shit. <laughs> there there was, was shit. There was controversy. Yeah, had a little bit of everything. There was fat bastard. There was, <laughs> you know, Herrig did well. Reyes with a 28-second knockout. That's fun. It's always fun to see those every... Every now and again, you know. 
So uh, you know, it was uh, it was not great, not bad. I, it was a random Marcos. It was a random Marcos. Ran, no, random Marcos is who beat Tisha Torres. Ah, okay. Sorry, I knew it was an upset. It was a silent killer, random Marcos. Anyway, yeah, it was a decent card. It wasn't bad. It was a it was Sunday night. I mean, I'm glad they started it at nine. I at least made it through almost the fights before I had to go to bed for work. But, I mean, yeah, USC, if you're going to do these Sunday night cards, just do them at 9. 8 o'clock even. Let's start the main card at 8. If you're going to run six fucking fights, pull a fox. Let's start that bitch at 8. It should be Sunday afternoon cards when there's no football season. I'm, yeah. 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 I don't know. If there's no football season. Especially on, with these ones on Fox, we run the football schedule. It's obviously popular with with fans, and because football does it all the fucking time, do that four o'clock schedule. I'm not talking about the one one o'clock one. The four, you know, the four o'clock schedule. It worked great for everyone from us, and uh, it'll be one o'clock in California. Perfect. Yeah. And when football comes in, of course, you know, change it, but because. Football's going to dominate. Definitely going to dominate. But until then, Sunday cards run in the afternoon. It'd be better for everybody. Yeah, I don't see them ever making that move. Unless it's out of country. It's about the only time it ever happens. All right, let's talk about the Bellator pay-per-view that did 90,000 buys. So stupid. Could have been better if they would have had better headlining. They would have tripled that if... Or more if they would went to thirty bucks. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five even. Thirty-five even. And they're already talking about doing another one too. Yeah, but not for a year. No. Yeah, but. Or sometime next like year. Ninety thousand buys. I mean, if they if they keep it to like once or twice a year and make them fucking spectacle events, cool, run it. But just be smarter about what your fucking price point is. I'd be fine with it if Bellator only ran a couple of pay-per-views a year and they charged $30, mm-hmm. $35 a pop. Yeah. Fucking yeah, fine. That. Yep. That'd be great. They'd, they'd get a lot more eyes on them, too, because there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of people that would say, for 50 bucks, I don't even know what a Bellator is. I know Is that UFC? It's not UFC? I don't know. But casual fan be like, well, it's it's MMA that's like UFC, but it's only 30 bucks for this. Let's, let's give it a go. Right. You'll have a right, lot right. of fans do that. A lot more than ninety thousand, a hell of a lot more if you just priced yourself out properly. Fifty bucks, they're not going to want to take a risk on that. But for thirty, especially if there's a couple people over, it's like, well, we'll each throw in fifteen bucks. What the fuck? You know, it'd be yeah, like exactly. going to yeah. we can. It'd be like going to watching a bad movie. You know, you, you just you never know if it's going to be good or bad going in. And like, and and having your main event be Sonin Silva where your prelim main event was for the lead heavyweight title. I mean, you couldn't shift that around a little bit and move Bader and Davis to the main event slot. And maybe, like, I mean, like, I think a lot of people were probably turned off by the the names that were so high up on that card. Well, we talked about it last week. I, I thought, you're right, you could have moved them there, but the, the, Bader, the Bader and Phil Davis fight was a good spot to have it as in that prime prelim spot. I, right. I, the, the Gallagher fight should have gotten on the main card and Aaron Pico should have been on the prelims. 
I, you got this. Yeah, you got to get. You got. You have a, yeah, you definitely got to get Gallagher. You, you need more people to see him. Yeah, Gallagher Absolutely. should should be should have been higher up on the card, and I think he should have been on the pay per view because they lost a lot of the Irish. The Irish people they will leave after this motherfucker fights. They did. They did it when he was fighting. He mm-hmm. did those co fights with Bama and shit. They I don't think split. Bellator realized what what the Irish crowd was really like. I, if they don't, they're stupid. Well, they we know they're they have stupid. To have some kind of an idea because of because uh, of Bama, no? Well, yeah, because they uh, and I mean even Bellator by themselves before they had that partnership with Bama, they ran some some UK and Irish cards over there and stuff. Even though they can't yeah. get a can't get a fucking TV deal over there. Jesus Christ! And you know that's the other thing. Like you think about like those buys, like how much it hurts them. <laughs> like the UFC is accessible in Canada through you know TSN and occasionally on CTV, where, like not just on Fox. Whereas Bellator is Spike, and that's it. Well, I don't have any. They in have. Canada, there's. I don't have access to Bellator unless I subscribe to Spike. They have Spike, and they have Spike UK, but they don't show anything live. Like not even fights that are in when yeah, they were didn't doing. Did they have that in London last time? They were London and London, and Belfast and Belfast when they did the uh, the first Bama yeah. and Bellator card. They were on tape delay and it was in fucking Ireland. And Scott Coker, like, he's a smart guy, and like and you, you look at some of these business moves. It's not his know, call. Like, that part's not his call though. That's Spike. That's Spike. I mean, he's in there. He's in there in the Bellator portion of it. But when it comes down to that TV decision shit, that's Paramount, bro. Yeah. Paramount owns that shit. They they did. He doesn't get a call on that. It's not like WME IMG with Dana and all them where they they have a little bit. I mean, they're owned by a TV company. Right. Yeah. That's the difference. Like they the the UFC strikes deals. With television companies for rights, they are owned by a television company. What was uh, UFC like when they were with Spike? Did they ever have like, these TV issues ever? Uh, I don't know. Not that I remember. I don't know because the brand wasn't as big as it. I don't even it was, know. If, but at that point, it was just growing. Well, yeah, and I don't even know if Spike was oh, over in the UK at that true. point either. No, um, they were just starting their boom. What, what I like to refer to the as the boom, boom yeah. period. Yeah, you know, I don't know what they call it. Their, because I mean, it was, even, their, it was their attitude era. And well, and we didn't even get. Uh, well, I mean, and think about it though, because like we didn't even the only fights we ever got on Spike were like the Ultimate Fighter and the Fight Night cards. Yeah, and even some of them were on Versus and shit. But we didn't get prelims. Mm-mm. We didn't get prelims until they had the Fox Sports One deal. Yep. So yeah. I'm busy uh, right now. I'm I'm, I'm booking. Um, I'm going through and making a database of every UFC fight yeah. from one. All the way up to just this last one, uh, pay per views, not not fight right, right. and so many didn't have any prelims. No, the prelims. You know, some of them, some of them, uh, if you got DVD, they had DVD extras. I was going to say that's the only way you ever saw the prelim fights was but, that the second disc was all the prelim fights. Most of the time, even those uh, extras didn't even have the prelim fights. It was just interviews from the guys that were in the fights as they were training leading up to it. Yeah. It was uh, it right. was it was like the embedded series before there was an embedded series right. that they just put on the DVDs. Uh, there's there, there were no prelims for a long time. Uh, or at least we didn't have access to them. So just trying to, you know, trying to be a UFC historian and trying to learn all this stuff, it's crazy to see to look back uh, just 8 years ago 
nine years ago, not even ten years ago, where they were compared to now, that company was worth shit then. Right. Nothing. Yeah. They have this, and this company just sold for billions of dollars. They weren't. You could you could have bought them for a million dollars. Yep. Back then, I mean, yeah. they weren't worth nothing. That's why I said though, man. That that's the difference between having the cards because you made the deal with the TV company. And being the company that's owned by the TV company. Wait, it's just a just different structure. It's well, I mean, and, and Spike, even when they even when they were on Spike, Spike didn't own the UFC. Mm-mm. They just had broadcasting yeah. rights yeah. to it, but they straight up own Bellator. You see, and that's the one thing that's kind of nice is that having that money, they're able to at least compete and be able to get some fighters over there. But they got to be. But getting the fighters there is one thing. Now you have to try to market them and get them on TV as best you can, and that's where they're they're missing their mark. Well, they just and then just need to stick to the free TV shit. They're they've been Bellator's improved a lot. They have. Over they, the they've last been putting year. on. They've been putting on good cards. They've been yeah. picking up really good talent. They just need to stick mm-hmm. to free TV. They just got that. That's it. Stick stick to free TV where you're getting good numbers. I mean, and, and it's not free to everyone. Obviously, Ryan has to subscribe to it. I don't get Bellator as part of my PlayStation View package. Free TV it means not pay per view. But yeah, not pay per view. It means not you know. Right. Obviously, it's not free. I mean, you got to pay for cable. You got to pay for it's not free. Or subscribe as Ryan um, has to do. But. Yeah. So, but they're not. They're missing a huge boat. Man. Yeah, I don't know. But this I mean, ninety thousand buys, I, I would consider a failure. It is a failure. Anything less yeah. than a hundred k was a failure. Yeah, I would consider this a failure. This is. Not good, especially for what they've put on the card, all their titles. And, um, yeah, two title fights on the card and... A title fight in the prelim. And your, some of your biggest right, yeah. biggest names in the company. Uh, uh, save for, you know, MVP. Right. You oh. really did have the, the some of your biggest guys. Yeah. The one thing I hope is that the, uh, I mean, Fedor, he's in like the BJ Penn category, should not be out there, but... I hope they utilize Matt Mitchell after the weight. Like they try to start pushing him up. Like you have a heavyweight division now. You have some okay names starting to come in a little bit. Get Uh-oh. a title on these guys and start like moving the stuff around. They'll run. Watch, watch. Within the next five months, six months max, it'll be him versus Nelson for the title. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's where that's they're right. angling towards that's, already. That's the fight that makes sense. Yeah. Who did? Um, who's Nelson fighting? I forget his name. I can't, yeah. I didn't even see a fight announced for Nelson, yeah, so I missed that completely. Yeah, Country's yeah, got it, someone. 183 on the uh, Benson Henderson card. Okay, I saw the Benson fight get announced, but I didn't see that Roy. I can't think of who it is. No, but yeah, he, like, it, it's basically what it's trying to say. Like, here's Roy Nelson, in case you've only ever watched Bellator and don't know who he is. Just going to give a guy that you can get a quick first-round knockout and keep going. Um, it just says Roy Nelson's promotional debut serves a future attraction in Bellator in 83. Oh, he's fighting um, Ayala. I don't know who he is, but... Oh, okay. See, I don't even know who the guy is. Uh, I don't know anything about him. I don't either. It's uh, Javi or Javi Ayala. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I had to go to um, Roy's Twitter to find it. Son and... Completely mauled, Vanderly Silva. Yep. As yeah. I as I knew he would when I picked him last week, um, 
just utterly mauled him. And <laughs> Vanderlei was so pissed after the fight. He after the fight, Sonnen was doing his post-fight interview shoved in the cage. Vanderlei walked by and fucking shoved him. Yeah, I saw that. And I love I and I love Sonnen because he's a dick. And he comes out and he goes, "There's one thing that I know is, God damn, I hate New York." And <laughs> <laughs> started talking shit to Tito Ortiz. And he said, you know, and I tapped him. And, and Fedor, you wanted my autograph from the back when I patted your fat, doughy head. And I mean, he would just fucking ran his mouth, and it was so great. I love Sudden. I absolutely, I, I love Chael. He's hilarious. I'll watch what was it? He did something today. Uh, what was it? Let me see. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to talk in one syllable so that Liddell can understand me. Hey, schmuck, you sign Bellator. Fight, Chael. Don't. Just like, so now he's calling out Chuck Liddell to come to Bellator and fight him. Like, fucking guy. Oh, I love Chael. I think he's hilarious, dude. He cracks me up. Man. At worst case scenario, if he gets knocked out or whatever, at least he's entertaining going into the fight, right? Even, even but, when he gets, he's the kind of guy, even when he gets knocked out, he still says he won. You know, yeah. he, he, he got beat by Tito. He's in the cage. He said, I tapped a, I, I made Tito Ortiz tap in, in, in two rounds. Tito beat him. He, he just he makes random shit up like a like a true wrestling, old-school wrestling heel. Well, after he won, he tweeted out, still undefeated. <laughs> That's what I said. He did that in the cage, too. He said, he said I'm still undefeated. No. One of my favorite things ever is when he said to Anderson Silva, after I beat you and take your belt, I'm going to have your wife cook me a steak. Like, I, I love Chael, dude. Like, he stole that from fucking Gary Tonin. Oh, my God. He steal, Chael steals everything. He steals everything. Come He's, on. Gary Tonin straight up said that to Chael. Chael was... Chael, did he really? Yeah, because when, when he was supposed to um, take on Lombard at the last... Um, fuck, what's that sub-event that, they, that he does? Um, Submission Underground. Ground? Yeah, so Lombard got onto the fucking UFC card. He got pulled off. Chael, right. Chael tried to, to jump on, and then Gary went fucking ham on him on oh, Twitter yeah, right. and, like, made up a fake text message from his wife, Brittany, talking about, like, how he wants <laughs> his steak and you better not burn it and shit like that. Like, Gary, like, Heather told us when, when she was on the show, like, Gary told Chael he was going to go hard on him. He's been trolling, though. Fuck out of Dylan Dennis. Yeah, but I mean, but uh, Sonnen, that was six years ago. Heather po- six years ago, it was like fucking two months ago. Sonnen and Silva? No. No, no, that, no, 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 Anderson, no. I'm talking about when, they, when he called with Anderson Silva's wife and all that. that was oh, like, I thought you were talking about when... That was uh, years Vanderlei. ago. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, that, yeah. that was Anderson. It was so years Silva's, ago. Yeah, I guess I should be more specific. Yeah, sorry, yeah. So today, I mean, this is just another example because... Chael does this a lot of time. He steals a lot of stuff from pro wrestling. Oh, yeah. A lot of that's stuff. A, that's his whole – he is a pro wrestler. He, he should have been. He took one today. He said he posted, and Heather reshared it. I saw that. And I had to break it down for us. This is an I old school thing. Too. This was something that Ravishing Rick Rude made famous for all the young boys that came in. Like uh, uh, Steve Austin will tell you this. Kevin Nash will tell you this. All those boys in Brooklyn at the same time. Rick Rude's famous line was, kid, there's only two things real in pro wrestling, the money and the miles. And, and you know, she posted that today. And, and bless her, I fucking love Heather to death, you know. And I just had to break it. It's like, eh, it's not a chill thing. That's a wrestling thing, honey. Yeah. You know. Because, she, you know, Chael's her boss. She loves Chael. Yeah. And I love Chael, too. I think he's amazing. But, you know, just 
it's a wrestling thing. Yeah, that's a pro wrestling. I, I thing. saw that. Um, if Chael was around back in like the the late '90s, there when Dan Severn and Tank, oh, he would have been forgetting. Cool. He would have destroyed pro wrestling back in. The he would have been an amazing pro wrestler. He had, as long as he could go through the grind. Of traveling, well, he, tried that, he tried the uh, WCW uh, power, the power plant. plant yeah. yeah, that doing the power plant is one thing, but doing the grind of three hundred days a, a, a year on the road, you know, different places, never a day off, never a break. It's not like you go through a six-week training camp, have a fight, and then you can get a, a break for two months. This is twenty-four-seven. You know, you live it. So if, as long as he could do that, he would have made a great personality. He would have. He would have done a great yeah, job, I think. Definitely. Um. There was a couple things on this on this card. Um, we'll talk about the main card first that I want to bring up. Uh, start off slow first, and that's uh, Aaron Pico. A lot mm. of guys were so high on this Aaron Pico kid. So much hype. And he came in and fell flat. And I'm not even saying because I've been watching Aaron Pico compete for a long time, man. I, I watched Watched him in college, watched him on the Olympic scene, shit like I've that. I've seen him boxing. I'm not saying that Aaron is not going to to be something. He's got a lot of potential and yeah. a lot of talent. But Jesus Christ, it was putting. I said this from the jump. Putting him on the pay per view was made no goddamn sense. You're going to put a guy coming in on his debut, never touched a de- not even a promotional debut, but MMA debut, period, and put him up there over Gallagher, who's undefeated. One of your biggest stars in that weight class and 19 fucking years old and has an entire country on his back. Well, you, you also yeah. give him Zach Freeman, who is maybe not be burning down any 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 doors. But he's to a tough dude. Place, but he's like he's he's got like eight professional fights already. He's he's like six and two. Now he's seven and two inside of a Bellator cage. I mean, he's got professional fights and in Bellator and in in uh, in MMA. So you give him someone that's eight fights deep, who's already who's on a winning streak, who's you know, yeah, who's tough as hell, and you that's who you give this kid. You need to give this kid an O and O guy. You need to put him on the preliminary card. Yeah, that's you need to, exactly you need to put where him right right before uh, the the main event because you want to showcase the kid. Yeah, you want to put him right before the Bader fight. Yeah, I, and, I, and you push the shit out of him. I don't think. But, I didn't think that he belonged opening up the the prelims or anything like that. It just, him and Gallagher should have switched. They failed Gallagher this kid and big time. Should have been should have been the fight on that main card. They failed this Pico right. kid yeah, big time. Definitely. And I know there's a lot of guys on the loaded uh, community page, and God bless them. I know they're they're big on this Pico kid, and they, they they are they want to just think the world of him. But you guys got to understand something. He he ain't proved shit yet. All that stuff that he did in the amateur level and all that stuff he did, that's great for background. That's great for training. But he is not an MMA fighter yet. Mm-mm. He's 0-1. Who knows what he's going to do? Who knows I, what he's going to do? He, yeah. I think he's definitely got the talent and the potential. I just think it was too much. Too much hype at the beginning. Yeah, man. And, tal- yeah. and we know what talent and potential could lead to is jack shit as long as there's no... If if this company doesn't take care of him and is, if he doesn't progress from amateur to pro... Those two things don't happen. He ain't going to go anywhere. What else you want to talk about with this one? Um, Lima's defeat. Lima defeats Larkin. Called it. To retain the welterweight title. Um, 
I don't know what the one of the judges seen as fifty forty five. That dude must have been Saldamato because he was off his fucking rocker. The other two judges seen a forty eight forty seven, which was which was the right call. Lima won the first three rounds. Larkin won the second two, in a very, very boring fight. Not very exciting at all, at all. Uh, it's something that it's, I guess because I'm not I'm not all too familiar with. Bellator yet? I'm learning. I'm I'm watching more of them, but um, a title fight for only with only three rounds. Yeah, they that's yeah yeah they unless it's the main event they don't do yeah. five rounds. Well, this one I mean this one had this one was five rounds, but there was I I think it was no they they did, I'm sorry they did run them all five rounds. This one was five yeah, rounds. The, 50, the, main, the main event was the main three event rounds. was three rounds. That's what it was. Sorry. Yeah title yeah fight sorry yeah. title was, fights are the only things that they do five I mi- rounders. I misspoke yeah. that. I misspoke that. Um, something that I didn't realize was their main event mm-hmm. wasn't nope title fights only, which is so uh, so I mean, something that you only changed that not that long. Ago. That's no, true. It's true. Yeah, it, that's it only is. that's only like eight months, a year, maybe a year and a half in the making of five round main event fights. Yeah, because UFC was uh, leaving and Munoz in uh, in England. That was the first five round main event. That they did. That they First did. non-title. That was so I mean, yeah, was, non-title. Is that when they, the first one they did, or when they? Is that when they started it? That was that was the first. That was the first main event that was going to go five rounds, uh, being non-title. That's when I they feel started. Like that they've been doing the five round main events for a while, though. It's been yeah. a couple years. Yeah, a couple years, maybe. Also, hasn't jumped on that. Two or three um, years, I think, at least. But the most, the really, the most important thing out of uh, this main card was the Michael Chandler injury, and his loss and losing that that lightweight title to Brett Primus, the Brent Primus, the way he did. Um, I didn't see exactly how it happened. If it was a check kick, if it was him landing a strike improperly. The last thing that I saw how it happened is when he was stepping back, uh, which this is Chandler, when he's stepping back with his weight, he hit it on the ground and his ankle rolled as he landed and it looked like it snapped right there. Um, it was, I didn't see it break before that. We tried to do, look at the replays and stuff. Uh, Everett and I watched this. We were looking at replays. We were trying to get as much angle. The, the best thing we could find was he just stepped down wrong and he like he his his ankle went sideways and it just snapped. And try as he did, Chandler is tough as fucking nails. He tried to fight that fight on one foot. Dropped him. And every every few seconds when he would try to plant and do something, he would just fall over. Have, have you heard um, what Chandler said about it? Uh, was it yesterday or I heard a couple. I heard a few things, but maybe what do you? He said that when he took one of the kicks, it hit a nerve, mm. and he lost like, his leg. Even though he was putting it on the ground, he like, his leg wasn't recognizing it was the ground, and that's why I think what you had said there, where it looked like he had like kind of like, rolled his ankle. Yeah, that's what I. That's his, what it was. His, like, when when people were, were like you know when you walk, you just know where the ground is. He said when he was putting his foot down. He couldn't judge where the ground was, so he wasn't able to put put his foot down. And he was saying, like, after the fight, he was walking around a little bit better and better and better as the nerve was kind of healing, because Ooh. he said it's not broken. But, it, I mean, that's, 
that's him, right? Like, that's but that's what remember when I before we started before we even called Ryan, I said yeah. something about the kick. That's what I had read was the kick. It was a, the, I forgot that it was the nerve, but the kick had done the damage oh. that caused a lot of the problems. Because it was it was crazy the way that his foot was reacting, being uh, being nerve damage would make sense, because it kept it kept curling up. Uh, uh, it was his, I think it was his right, but it kept curling inside every time he would try to to land and put it down. Before it would hit the ground, it would curl to the inside, like it was trying to, um, like it, it thought it was on the ground, but it wasn't. Right. So, so his the the bottom of his foot was actually uh, curled to the inside of his like uh, like the inside of his groin, and then he'd land on he'd land on the side of his foot, and then it looked like his ankle kept breaking because he would land on the side of his foot, and he would fall over. Right. Constantly, and he'd try to step and back, and he'd fall over again, over and over and over, and he, you know he couldn't stand, he couldn't fight. And you want you want to talk about you know Michael Chiesa was you know bitching and whining and moaning about oh I was unfairly stopped and blah blah blah. This guy Michael Chandler dropped uh, Primus, and then twenty seconds later the referees timeout 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 like he's showing that even though he's hurt he was he was still able to continue on. I mean, that's what I mean. If anyone should be pissed off about anything, it should like you only won this entire weekend. Should be Michael Chandler. This is the big deal. Yeah, for, him, for sure. Know? This is definitely he a big even, deal. He even said when the referee stopped, he goes, hey, "Yo, this fucker better be broken if you're stopping yeah. the fight." He said, "Cut the motherfucker off and let me keep going." <laughs> I have seen that part. It was awesome. I love Michael Chandler. And... I was so confused by this thing because I had watched it the next day and whatnot. So I had woken up and I'd heard that there was a stool incident. <laughs> and someone, I hear someone pulled a stool. And the guy was hurt. And I'm thinking, like, don't tell me the guy went to sit down at the end of, like, the first or second round, and they moved the stool, and he, like, smacked his arm and tore something. Like, don't – I was so confused going to watching that fight. Yeah. That, that stool that, thing that, was crazy. Oh, my gosh. It was like, over and over again. Like, <laughs> Everett and I were sitting here watching, and we watched it live as it happened. And as soon as he pulled the stool out, I pointed and said, he's going to fall on his ass. He's going to fall – Right on his fucking ass. It was fucking <laughs> hilarious. It was we couldn't stop laughing. Um, Ch- Brett Primus being a champion over Michael Chandler, <laughs> not good for Bellator. Chandler's a is a draw for them. Oh, Pitbull. Just, um, if they if Chandler's hurt and he's out for a while, Pitbull will go take that. There you out. go. But Primus, not so much. That um, he's the champion now. And last one, uh, a couple more in the in the prelim. Bader. Defeats Phil Davis, which we knew was going to happen. Um, it yeah. was a, it was a split decision though; it was really close um, for one judge. I didn't see it. I seen I gave four rounds to Bader and just one to Davis in a not so exciting fight. Honestly, the first fight wasn't that exciting no, either. This one wasn't either. No. Uh, like I said the the aforementioned and then James Haller chokes out uh, Chinzo Machida in the first round. Uh, Heather Hardy made her MMA debut and TKO'd Alice Yager. And there were some other... Uh, uh, Ryan Couture picks up a win. And, yeah, that's about it. It's good for Ryan Couture. He, the, uh, the dude that tried to cheat on the uh, scales. Oh, yeah, Sergio De Silva. Oh, he lost. Yeah, so good. He still lost. He came in fat and overweight and uh, tried to cheat the scales and still lost to an arm triangle in the round three. That was probably one of the best things I saw the other uh, last week. Was that guy? If I 
know how do I balance on one foot? Now I like, just, like it's like he doesn't know how the scale works. If, you're, <laughs> if your foot's not on the scale, your whole body weight's still on it. You have to lean on it like DC if you're gonna cheat. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My foot's not on it. It doesn't weigh. Any, it weighs less, right? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Not a good debut. Yeah. In paper, well, not even their debut. It's technically their second pay per view. But, yeah, but four uh, A into pay per view for Bellator. Yeah. They said they want to do it again, so we'll see. Uh, let's get into some news before we wrap up mostly, tonight. Yeah, mostly just uh, new fights, hurt yeah. fights, shit like so, that. So uh, it was announced that Damian Maya will get his title shot against Tyron Woodley. New Thank champ, you. baby. Oh God, I don't know, man. I was just talking about this with yeah. Tony. I don't. He'll be. By year's end, I, I I want Maya to be the new champ, but I don't really see how he beats Woodley. It's gonna be hard. He's not Woodley's gonna be so able to strong. take him down. Woodley's so strong. That's dude. On the feet, he will put Maya to sleep. Yeah. The takedown is going to be fucking super hard for him to get. And Woodley's no hoe when it comes to jujitsu. I mean, he's a brown belt. No, but I mean Maya. Maya is the the, the he's, best. He's it. The best jujitsu yeah. practitioner probably in the in, in MMA. Yeah. But nonetheless, I mean, we saw what Jorge Masvidal is able to do in jujitsu defense defense against him, and Woodley yeah. has got is a much higher and better jujitsu practitioner than if Jorge. If there's a so. guy that can do it, it's gonna be Maya. I, I want it. I want it to be Maya. I would love for it to be Maya. I I'm having a hard time seeing how it's gonna be though. But after the fight was announced, uh, another announcement came out that George St. Pierre will be returning to welterweight, uh, which we already knew, and he's going to fight the winner of Maya and Woodley. The way that all those things were announced also <laughs> reminded me of like back in the grade school days where two guys were playing basketball, and they're like, okay, we're going to go right now. And then you have like that one kid in the background. I get winner. This is like the way I, I that they announced everything was so perfect. Like... Because GSP does not want, eventually, he's going to have to face and does not want any bit of Yoel Romero. So that little foray into when he was going to face Bisping for the middleweight title. You know, he'd be dead. St. Pierre doesn't want to be in that middleweight division right now. He will die if he fought Honestly, even in the welterweight, I don't necessarily, this, like, an aged GSP away from the octagon first fight back against either Meyer or Woodley. <laughs> Your boy is going that to sleep. Those even sound good. Like yeah. if, he gets, if he gets Woodley, he is going night Oh, night. yeah, God. 100%. Um, yeah. What, what, do you guys remember where the, the fight was going to be at? Um, Woodley and Meyer, was it 214? Yes. 214, yeah. It is at 214, That's, okay. Yep. That stack now. Uh, yeah, oh, well, other changes so that happened stacked. at 214, uh, Cyborg's fight with Megan Anderson got taken off, which we didn't have in our news. Oh, I didn't pull that one up. No, I know. That's why I brought um, it up, because I noticed for, it wasn't there. For personal reasons, reason, she's pregnant. That's what, that? I, that's what I've been hearing on Twitter, is that she's yeah. pregnant. Uh, I, I want to say that I really like the, the tweet that you shared there earlier, Jeff, where uh, earlier today with uh, you know uh, Megan Anderson, or, me, or Megan Anderson, if you think that she owes you any explanation for personal reasons of not fighting, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> she has not an explanation for when it comes to – it's her personal life. Let her deal with what she got to deal with. Like, shut up. I'm bummed for her because I really wanted that fight, and I like the, Megan a lot. The only person she owes any kind of explanation to is the dude that signed her to the fight. Exactly. That's, That's it. it. That's the only person. Other That's than it. that, the fans can fuck all off. You, all you can think of is that 
the fight was signed. She went to get the pre-fight medicals, and something was found in doubt. Well, she just got visited by USADA the day before, two days before the the fight got called off. She posted a picture. I I shared it or retweeted it. Maybe I just favorited it. But anyway, I, I saw the picture. She had her little USADA fucking sticker thing, like just the just before the day or two before the fight got switched. So. Tanya okay. Evinger is going to be stepping in, uh, coming up from 135 pounds to mm. get. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We'll just we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yep, we'll just leave it at that. Um, also, cowboy out. Yeah, cowboy is out of the fight with Robbie Lawler at 213, and it was previously reported. Uh, Dana was saying that they were going to move to 214, but that's not going to happen because cowboy is battling some really cowboy's bad. Cowboy's bad. He's got bad staff in one knee, and he's got a possible torn groin on the other side. Mm-hmm. Sucks. God damn so, it. This sucks. That f- I wanted yeah. that fight so bad. I'm so happy for that fight. Was there any word on if they're going to try and keep Lawler in July fighting someone, or is he just being scrapped uh, until a later date? You I know? think maybe he got scrapped, and that's why they threw Maya and yeah. Woodley on there. Okay. Nothing, okay. nothing has been signed for Lawler right now. If they're going to sign Lawler, oh no, I guess that's only a week away. Uh, And then also announced yesterday, Junior Dos Santos' funeral will be happening at UFC 215 (laughs) in Edmonton. Yes! God almighty, I'm not excited. Going to get murked. I'm excited for this fight because I'm excited to see Francis Ngannou fight anytime he fights. God, he is going to murder Junior. Did you hear the... um... Did you, or did you watch the, the Joe Rogan show when he broke down uh, Francis Ngannou? No. Nope. He said the man is, is built in such a way that his proportions are so different from every other man, especially the heavyweight division. He's almost like a uh, even a, a more bulky Brock Lesnar. He said his, right, yeah. his, his arms are longer, his hands are just as big but thicker. His feet and his legs are so big and so thick that it's, it's like it's like Bigfoot. He said these proportions are so misleading that when you try to judge um, distance on him, it's it's almost impossible to do because he's he is so strong and he's so big that what he looks like he's going to be forty inches, we'll say, is actually sixty five. And it's hard. It's he said he's so. Everything on him is so just huge. His head, his arms, his muscle, his bone structure. He's just a monster in every way. I was going to say, like, when you were, uh, whenever I see a picture of Ngano, the only thing that ever comes to mind is that Brock Lesnar, Alistair Overeem poster that they had. Yeah. We had two guys that just, like, you, when you saw that poster, they looked non-human. Well, yeah. And when you see a picture of Francis Ngano and you compare him to those two guys that look non-human, he looks like and like, no racist. He looks like a silverback gorilla. Like yeah. he looks like someone that would just rip your face off and not care. It well, is the difference. You got to remember too the reason why Brock and fucking Uberim looked yeah. so big is because they were on steroids. Yeah, they were gassed up. This guy is like that legit. Yeah. I can't wait until Ngano gets that title around him and he's going to go on a he's. He's the guy that's going to go on a, on a long run in the heavyweight division. I, 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 you just know it. 
I can't wait for this fight just because I can't no, wait to yeah, see Ngannou fight again. Anytime he fights, it's just it's so exciting for me to see him go out there and, and do what he does because for a, and a he, the heavyweight division, which I already shit on all the time because I don't really care for, there's rarely any fighters in there. Derek uh, Lewis was one. He's and, coming back. And I've seen back. the videos and the, and the the word from him that he's, you know, the the, the two-week retirement is over. Yeah, that's done. <laughs> he comes back, he says, I'm back and I want Ngano. And the next day, UFC goes, Ngano and JDS is signed. He's like, well, he shouldn't have retired. So well, not, they weren't going to give him Ngano off a loss anyway. No. If he would have won that fight. Maybe then. I think so. You know? I, I absolutely think so. But you guys... Do you guys think that a win over JDS propels Ngano to the title fight, depending mm. on other matchups that we have coming up? Well, no. It's close because he's already fifth. He would be overtaking Junior Dos Santos at fourth, which leaves and Alistair. Or Verdum has to lose, or no, uh, Verdum or uh, Overeem had have to lose also. If if Verdum beats Overeem, he's getting the rematch with Stipe. And and if Agano wins JDS, give him Kane when Kane comes back. If wow, Kane's he's got that spinal stenosis going he, they on. They right said now. he'd be back by fall. He's already been cleared to train, as far as I, what I was reading. I mean, I don't care if it degenerates more or not. If he's cleared to fight, put him in there with Agano. Let's Ed get it over. Edmonton with. card is August. August September ninth. There is, there is yeah. no August card. Yeah, August is, is scrapped. Oh, right. That's right. That was the Seattle one, right? Thank you, Mighty Mouse. Thank you, DJ. So, uh, and, and, uh, since you mentioned Mighty Mouse, um, Dana White did a sit-down today about Mighty Mouse. You see this? Yeah, I've read excerpts. He said he could have Borg, but if he gets him, he can't bitch. Yeah, it, this was great. Uh, I watched the video. Dana said, yeah, so we're going to give him Borg, you know. It's going to do big numbers, right? It's going to be a huge spectacle, right? It's going to be a big event. So these guys aren't going to be burning down any bridges. You know, these guys are going to be, or whatever he says, not going to be uh, setting any worlds on fire. He said, uh, Mighty Mouse had a chance to finally make some money, make a big, have a big fight and get some numbers on him. Because, In his home state. Because he could have had TJ Dillashaw. And he said, TJ Dillashaw is calling me every single day. So Dillashaw was calling me every single day. Said, "Said Dana, I'm dieting. Dana, I'm Dana, I'm down to 132. Dana, I'm, I can I can make the weight. Dana, I'm I'm cutting every day as a test just to make sure I can do it." He said, "He said Dillashaw's all in on this fight," and he said, uh, "I've been singing the praises for Mighty Mouse for years, trying to sell this guy, and I can't do it anymore." So when you got guys like Conor McGregor who's going to box. Floyd Mayweather, and then while he's training for boxing, Floyd Mayweather calls me and says, "I want Khabib's ass in Russia." When you got guys like that looking looking to fight more people, and right. you got a you got a champion who's trying to dodge just so he can get the, get the record. Yep. Said, uh, this completely different guy. He said, "You know, it's, I lost a lot, a lot of respect but for I, Mighty Mouse because I know of that. I brought this up before though. If Dana White spend a poor like, like five percent of the money promoting DJ that he spends on promoting I, I Ronda agree. Rousey. I agree. Like, he he says that he's been praising him, and he he, and he has been to his credit, but he's not promoting him, and no. that's what he has to do. He's praising him in post-fight shows. street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's one thing to praise the man in a post-fight show. You get, He's not. He's not promoting that uh, that fighter or that division like he is otherwise. It's true. He's not. There's just a record of it, but um, 
like I said before, when the two have to work together, Demetrius doesn't promote himself nearly as much as a guy like Conor McGregor or someone like that. No, who's oh, a, no. who's a who's a self promoter, and all these guys can learn a lot from him about self promotion. Even guys like Woodley and Holloway and Cormier, these guys self promote a hell of a lot better than Johnson, and he's and Johnson. Johnson's got a built-in marketing thing right now. Number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. He can bank off that and promote the fuck out of himself and, and start to build stuff up. And once he starts doing it, maybe the UFC will come aboard and they can work together. But Dana went off on him today and said, you know, Dillashaw wanted it. Dillashaw was going to go all in on it. And he was going to do everything he could. And, and a Demetrius Johnson-TJ Dillashaw fight would have actually did numbers for a change. And uh, that's all gone now. Sorry, I'm having an argument with one of Tony's cousins about how he's going to get the shit kicked out of him if he ever fights McGregor. Because, you know, Tony is God to everybody in this town, so... No, we all agree, though, that McGregor's probably never going back to the UFC, right? Like, he's going to have $100 million, and then he's going to say... Yeah, do you I'll know, that do you know how, he, how much money he spends? He wants... He wants... Could be even Russia. Bro, he spends money like it's fucking, like he's printing it. That 100 mil won't last long. I think I think he gets Khabib in Russia. I think he gets Khabib in Russia too. And I think he makes, you know, another oh, 25 ducking, million off that. But he's ducking Tony. The fuck out of here. That's, that's you what's, don't see that no money was, in Tony. That's what I fucking just said, dude. <laughs> that was my trigger point. Someone was like, he's ducking Tony. He's not fucking ducking Tony. He sees the money in Khabib. Plus, Khabib's the number one ranked fighter. I don't give a fuck what Tony says. You are not the number one ranked fighter. I don't care. I don't care if he fucking pulled out of the fight. Where are you ranked at? How much money are you going to draw? Nothing. Khabib and Connor in Russia? Right. Oh. Right. The right. house is going to be huge. The pay-per-view numbers skyrocket. Out of control. Two million pies. I mean, Habib's got to make the walk before any of that shit. But the potential money there? Oh, it's outstanding. I think Dude, I, there's I think so much money to be made. Connor so much money. knock Habib out and lose by decision in Russia if he takes that fight. <laughs> true. <laughs> That's true, but <laughs> he's going to knock him out. Habib would be unconscious in the corner. And the referee would go over his hand, and you'd hear Bruce Buffalo. Winner. And the winner, by decision. And new. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you can't say nothing, because the Russian mob, you know. Yeah. Maybe he should bring. right there. Right he should. Front row center. If he brings Burt Kreischer with him, maybe he'll have an in with the Russian mob. Connor needs to get a hold of Burt Kreischer. The machine can help him with the Russian mob. <laughs> Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> the machine can help him. Oh, God. Some of those Burt Kreischer stories that you hear, like, that on the on podcast that he drops are just fucking glorious. <laughs> I love Burt, dude. Have you heard about the one where he got his, uh, parting with his hair, uh, with his, uh, guy cutting his hair? No. I don't remember was, that one. <laughs> the guy was, uh, so it was, I guess his barber was just getting clean. And Bert just wanted to get went in there, wanted to get his haircut. Mm-hmm. Sits down. He goes, Do "You want a party?" Uh, okay, I thought you were in rehab. He goes, "Ah, it's okay. It's only it's only once. It's not gonna be a big deal." Sits down. They start smoking joints, drinking beer. He goes, "Oh, I gotta get your hair, don't I?" He's like, "I don't trust you with scissors right now." <laughs> Sits, down. Sits down. He goes, "It was not only did I get a mullet, but I got the worst mullet known to man." <laughs> And I had to pay the guy because I felt so bad. 
And I had to keep going back to see him because I couldn't just say he gave me a bad haircut because I let him down this road. He just did. He go now. See, Bert goes around when every he goes around the country, you know, doing this comedy shows. But when he does, he like uh, whenever he runs into a celebrity, another comedian, or something, he has him cut a promo on Tom Segura. Yeah, I saw the you one. You see with the Hulk, Hulk Hogan? Hogan? Yeah, yeah, for I sure. I posted the Hulk two Hogan one Tom. the other way. He called him two titties, Tom. <laughs> 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 oh, that was so fucking funny. Oh, that, I loved it. I loved oh. it. You know, Jeff and I went and seen Bert and. I had such a blast. Jeff lost a joint. Well, I did lose a joint. He had a joint in his ear or something. No, I had it. I had fucking, because I always forget every time I go to the Crowfoot that they don't fucking pat you down. So I stuck the fucking joint behind my belt or under my pants right behind my belt. But normally I just keep it straight up and down. This time I turned the fucking thing sideways. And in one of the times when we got up and moved, I fucking, it popped out, and I didn't feel it, and I lost it. Uh, or it could have been when we were walking up the fucking steps. Who knows? Someone got it. Someone had fun on Jeff that night. Yeah. Right. Someone got to enjoy. Um, got it. That's, we're not going to uh, talk about Matt Hughes? I mean, there's there's no real update. Um, he's still yeah. in critical. Yeah. Uh, I, I looked at the, the, the article, and um, they chose not to fly him to Atlanta. Atlanta offer to to bring him down there to fly him down there to their neurological center but they kept him in illinois and uh there's no real update other than he's not they moved him down from whatever it was critical to serious yep. whatever it was yeah yeah that's the only real news about it so yeah. far but he's not it's not like we're learning anything new and uh, uh hopefully he heals up man right. yeah Let's get into final thoughts, Ryan. Uh, oh, it's fun to be back with you guys. Hopefully we don't miss any more weeks. Um, I just want to say to all the Canadian listeners, happy Canada Day weekend. And to all the American listeners, have, uh, have a great 4th of July weekend. Enjoy it. Don't be stupid and light fireworks off your head. Just, you know, have some beer, have some barbecue, and just enjoy yourself, guys. Dave? Um, hey man, it's been um, it's been a rough couple weeks around here without uh, my boys every week. You know, it's it's good to have all three of us back together again, doing what we do. Um, uh, having Superman here because he flies higher and smokes more. And, you know, he's always mm-hmm. lifted up in the fucking clouds. And Wonder Woman because you know he's the nicest guy in the world. And you know, Diana's nice. And um, you know, we needed the trio. The, the Holy Trinity is, is Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, and i got to be Batman because i got the technology. So, Ryan, you know, of course, is Wonder Woman. But it's good to have all three of us back. Uh, I missed doing it when it was just uh, when it was just me, and then it was just me and Jeff. And, you know, uh, I hope you enjoyed your break, Ryan, because you're back now, and we're going to be busting your balls every week from now on. Never mind, I had a terrible time off. My wife's signing up for life insurance. I'm going to end up dead in a pool. In oh, you're fucked. That's, that's a good thing you do most of the cooking. Yeah, Yeah, I know, but now I actually have a price tag literally on my head. You literally got a price in your head. Yeah, you're worth more dead than you are alive. Yeah. Thank you. That's what I told the insurance salesman. Yeah, you are, you're definitely worth yeah. more dead than you are alive. Did the insurance salesman laugh at that, or they have no sense of humor whatsoever? He didn't want to laugh in front of Kara, but he gave me the look. <laughs> he knew where <laughs> I was going with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to... 
get back to fucking continuing to fight with Tony's family about how he's not God, but apparently I don't know shit about anything because that's what they told me. But, hey, for Ryan, for David, shout-outs to Blake, Kyle, Keith, Ian. Ian. Quit being a bitch. Suck it up. Yeah. We'll catch you guys next week for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show.